Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Are you ready? Are you ready to grab God's hand and just jump off this cliff? This Lenten season cliff? That is supposed to be awesome, game-changing, life-transforming? Or are you going to go into this just like you do, I don't know, a regular diet or some other kind of change that you halfway go toward? I really hope it's the first. I hope that you really, really trust that God is going to change your life, is going to put you on the other side of whatever stronghold or whatever hurdle you are trying to get over. I'm not just talking about stopping something. I'm talking about adding something. We mentioned prayer. We mentioned more time with God. We mentioned maybe even picking up things like the rosary meditation that I have on YouTube, my prayer program to help you pray if you're not even close to having a regular prayer life. But we should be thinking again, again, soul, mind, body. Every single day. So we are one day before Ash Wednesday. We call this Fat Tuesday. Not sure if this is a thing across the globe, but we go ahead and eat like pigs and do whatever today. And I'm not doing that. As a matter of fact, I will be working out. I will probably be eating a little bit more. I am going out to dinner with my, uh, my dad and my brother and my husband. So that should be fun. I will enjoy wine, my last of it. And I'm going to be excited all day for a fresh day tomorrow. Now, I'm going to read the readings today because boy, oh boy, oh boy, should they give you inspiration. Oh my, that was a big old loud car out the front of the house. Not sure if you heard that. Okay, here we go to the readings because they are passionate. Sirach, 2, 1 through 11. Ooh, 11, 1, 1, 1. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, 1 through 11. Sirach, did you know that this book is not in Protestant Bibles? It's so sad. There is such beauty 
in the book of Sirach. Check it out. Read it yourself and know that Catholics get this beautiful book. And it's such a shame it's not everywhere else. My son, when you come to serve the Lord, stand in justice and fear. Prepare yourself for trials. Be sincere of heart and steadfast. Incline your ear and receive the word of understanding. Undisturbed in, undisturbed in time of adversity. Wait on God with patience. Cling to him. Forsake him not. Thus will you be wise in all your ways. Accept whatever befalls you. When sorrowful, when sorrowful, be steadfast. In crushing misfortune, be patient. For in fire, gold and silver are tested. And worthy people in the crucible of humiliation. Trust God and God will help you. Trust in him and he will direct your way. Keep his fear and grow old therein. You who fear the Lord, wait for his mercy. Turn not away lest you fall. You who fear the Lord, trust him and your reward will not be lost. You who fear the Lord, hope for good things for lasting joy and mercy. You who fear the Lord, love him, and your hearts will be enlightened. Study the generations long past and understand. Has anyone hoped in the Lord and been disappointed? Has anyone persevered in his commandments and been forsaken? Has anyone called upon him and been rebuffed? Compassionate and merciful is the Lord. He forgives sins. He saves in time of trouble. And he is a protector to all who seek him in truth. And then the responsorial psalm, which I would like to wrap up and make the kind of summation here. Commit your life to the Lord and he will help you. That's it. Commit your life to the Lord, and he will help you. It is so simple. And if we approach tomorrow, and we go to bed tonight, excited, and we grab God's hand, and we put our head on our pillow, and we jump into Lent with him, and we say, Lord, I am committing my life to you. Your will be done. And then every single day, you wake up, you pray, you approach the day together, you talk about how you want yourself to show up, you talk about the things that you need help with, and you start every day just giving it to him and being humble, but grabbing his hand and being willing to jump off the cliff of the day. That's my one big advice. I'm kind of feeling like I'm going to be walking into another life. Like I'm going to be walking through my old door of my old life and into this new life that I'm not exactly sure how it's going to be because I have a different attitude. I have a different 
state of being if it is the best way. Like I was trying to find the right word, but I have an excitement. I have an energy. I have a enthusiasm and enthusiasm for this. Like I've never had before because I have a hundred percent confidence in God. I'm starting to itch everyone. I'm starting to get little itchies, which is the beginning of some of my hives. And you know that I went through like eight or nine months worth of horrific hive breakouts. And I am with God saying, you will heal me. I will, I know that you will heal my hives. I know that you will heal my vitiligo on my hands, all these little immune deficiency things that I have going on because I am not healthy because of the way that I ate, because of the way that I treated my immune system, my gut. I'm working on repairing everything with him, but every day I have full confidence and trust. And guess what I'm also doing is when I have that reaction, for example, when I feel itchy, instead of immediately just going and itching it, I am stopping and I am changing my energy. I am starting to get excited about God healing that. And then I put my thoughts kind of on that area and I'm like, you don't itch. You feel great. You are healthy. And the itch goes away. What? Yeah. And so I've been paying attention how much I've really been paying attention to how many repeated subconscious things that we do in our life. So this is another thing that you can kind of look at and notice how repetitive you are, how routine you are, how you really do live your life almost 95% unconscious, not even paying attention. And with that in mind, (laughs) if you're unconscious all the time, you don't even realize how routine your life is. So, for example, brush your teeth the other way. If you start on your right and the lower, brush on the top and the upper. Um, take a shower differently. Shave backwards. I go from the top down. Why don't I next time go from the bottom up? Shave with the wrong hand. Eat with the other hand. Do your hair differently. Do your makeup in a different order. When you drive your car, you don't even think about it. You can't really drive your car any differently, but you can pay attention to what you're doing and what's happening while you're in the car. But you go down, you pour a cup of coffee, pour it with the other hand. Use a different cup. Sip in the other hand. Like all these little things start firing off new ways of living in your mind and breaks all of those subconscious programs that we are just automatically doing. Even when I'm walking, I'm trying to notice, am I walking in my old body or am I walking in my new healthy body? And I could tell a difference if I pull my stomach in and I stretch my spine up. I almost feel like I'm two feet taller. And it connects with my mind and my synapses and things are firing differently. So it's just amazing to watch God 
open my eyes and show me and click everything. Honey, it's all connected is basically what God's saying to me. Not me saying that to you, but it is, it's all connected. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to see what new things God is going to show me and what new exciting epiphanies are going to come in my healing. And I'm trusting a hundred million percent. I do not doubt. His will be done. I will be patient. I will be patient for his mercy. By the way, when I was reading that, I wanted to mention to all of you, please get to confession. If you can get tonight or before you receive your ashes tomorrow, what a beautiful way to start the Lenten season. And by golly, go throughout the season. One thing you do not want to do is wait until Holy Thursday or right before Easter because all of the priests take time away for their own soul, for their own worship for that time of the year and for that time of the season. I did that. I did have a priest that did such a great thing for me. My husband wanted to go to Easter Mass with me one year when I was having a Mass said for me and I added him to it. He got to sneak in my pastor, he's so great, and he had a beautiful confession on Holy Thursday before Easter. It was so great. So great. Actually, no, I take that back. It was on Holy Saturday. Anyway, if you know priests, they can do things like that for you, <laughs> but sometimes you don't know them. All right, but get to confession. That is my plan, to go to confession and then to go to um, receive my ashes and Holy Communion. So just to share again what I'm doing, what I've prayed on, it's going to be every morning at a minimum, an hour of mental prayer, minimum. And these prayers are great. Oh my gosh, it's a game changer. Two, going to daily mass. And three, praying my rosary the long 40-minute version, truly giving God my heart and truly reflecting on it. And I'm going to bring my earbuds and my phone with me every time because if I feel the desire to pray the rosary in church, in front of the tabernacle or in the little chapel in front of Jesus, I want to be prepared. I like to listen to my rosary, especially if there are reflections, because it keeps me focused and it keeps me in attention. I'm not your typical rosary prayer person. I don't always have a rosary in my hand. Doesn't mean it doesn't count. And especially when I pray on my ears, I don't need to know how many I've said because the audio is going to just take me to the next stuff. The key is this, do we focus on God and are we doing our best to give him our silent time, our best, to give him our best, to give him our able, not our cane, 
Don't give them what's left at the end of the night when you're tired and you probably lay down and you fall asleep after the third decade. Don't do that. Don't be a cane. Let's go into this, giving it our all. Let's give God our best. Let's call on him so we can give our best. And let's grab his hand and jump off this cliff and be free and know that whatever it is, our aversion to prayer, our aversion to silence, our aversion to not having pleasure or stepping out of the box or boy, oh boy, I don't know what this relationship's going to be if this turns into a loving one. I've hated this person so long. I don't know what my life would be like. I mean, this is what we have to do is say, Lord, I know there's freedom on the other side of this because I'm not free right now. I know I'm not free because I still have this hanging over me. So what do you got to lose? Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Grab his hand and let's go. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit. Wow. One more day. And we approach this beautiful season where you help us and remind us of the love that Jesus has for just us. That he would have gone through all of this if we were the only person on earth. So please help us remember that the love that Jesus has for us deserves so much more than what we are ready to offer for this Lenten season. He deserves so much more from us. So open our hearts so that we can give it our all this season. For the love of Jesus Christ, who saved us from hell. And who only through him can we get to the Father. Jesus, you are so critical in our life here on earth and our life after this earth. That we ask for you to open our hearts and our eyes to that realization that this Lenten season isn't about us. It's about us glorifying you through what you do in us. It's about us being joyful and sharing the, the journey, the ride, and the triumphs at the end with everyone where we say, it wasn't us, it was God. You know, I can't do this without God. I've tried it for so long, everyone. Or when all of a sudden people notice that we're praying because you put in our heart this desire to spend some time with you. And silly us, every time we spend time with you, it never seems to be a bad thing. It always increases our heart. It always makes us love others and even ourselves just a little bit more so that we can shine like you in the world that is so black and dark. Put in our heart, Lord, an enthusiasm, a commitment, and an excitement for this Lent. And to enjoy every single day 
as we learn like children and walk like children, following you every step of the way. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Whew. You got this. You've got this with God. Be excited. Visualize yourself actually walking through a door. And this was not what I was doing, by the way. I'm not, this isn't part of, you know, my mental prayer where I'm walking through a door and there's a new life or a new whatever. That is not, that just came to me today because as I was thinking about the readings and the podcast and how it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm shutting this door behind me as I walk through Ash Wednesday tomorrow. It felt very final. It felt like, you know, when people say you've closed this chapter in your book, closed the book and, or you've closed that book and you're onto a new book. I mean, kind of that's where my mind is. That's where my body feels. That's where my emotions are. I truly believe this is it. (laughs) So we'll see. Again, I have no commitment, like pressure to God. Like I need this done by, by the end of Lent, you know, that, that I'm not doing any of that. I am just in appreciating every day and every Reflection that helps me again learn a little bit more. Like I'm telling you, we first start with knowledge and understanding. And then as we continue the walk with God in that relationship through his word, through our conversations, through just living our daily lives with him, he speaks to us in much different ways. And he becomes a guide And then things click and it's, you know, it's God's wisdom. You, you know, you know, it's, oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, hello, I've been alive for 52 years and I didn't, this never connected in a way that just clicked. You know, that light bulb went off. You had that aha moment. You know, this is what's happening almost every day. And it's awesome. And I'm so grateful. So that is what I also want to say is enjoy every day. Enjoy the process. Don't think about the full six weeks. Oh, how much would that stink to just sit there and be like, I got six weeks of this. You know, I mean, then you totally look at it that way. I mean, if you want this to be a true change, start thinking about this as a day by day adventure. Some days are going to be awesome. Other days, probably not. But that's how life is. And that's how God teaches you to get back up or how to deal with those bad days so that you don't get your peace rocked. I mean, this is what it's all about. All right, I'm getting on into a total another topic. But get your butt to confession. Start off on the right foot if you can. Should have mentioned this yesterday. But even if you don't get to it on Ash Wednesday, just get to it within the first few days because I'm telling you, it's a great way to just be fully clean. Okay. And if it helps you to schedule things on your calendar, then do it. 
that's not me. But some people, if it doesn't make your calendar, it's not going to happen. Now, for me, that's kind of how it is with my coaching calls and things like that. But I don't schedule prayer time and, and all of that. It's I have it in my day. You know, I think about my day and what I'm going to do, but it's not always exactly in an order by a specific time, which I'm kind of happy that I don't do that because I don't want to be that routine. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Like, didn't I just tell you about 95% consciousness that we do not have when we're living our lives? Like, I would rather live a life that isn't I get up at this time, I do this at that time, I do this at this time, I do that at that. I'm trying to be more spirit-led in my day, even though I have certain things I want to get done. Which ones am I going to get done first? I'm going to let God tell me kind of thing. Anyway, works for me, (laughs) may not work for you. Do what works best for you. This is your journey. I'm just telling you what works best for me. Now, you've got your own thing with God. You know what works for you. Just work it. (laughs) That's half the battle. All righty, everyone. I love you all. Have an awesome Fat Tuesday. Don't eat and drink too much, but enjoy. And know that tomorrow you're just going to grab God's hand. You're going to find something more with him, soul, mind, and body. And you are going to rock it this Lent with him. And you are going to come out on the other end, glorifying God in ways that you never thought your little evangelist body would ever spout. I'm telling you, trust it. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, and have a blessed and inspired day.